I lost my identity. I didn't recognize myself. But through battling my trauma and my pain, I was soon becoming the person I was meant to be. What up, people? Welcome to another episode of the Positive Self Storyteller Podcast. I am your host, Ryan, and this is a platform I use to promote mental health awareness and a way of adding value to people's lives through our story of positivity. Now, today, my guest is Emily uh, Vermillion. She Mm -hmm. is a life coach from North Carolina. Hey, Emily, how are you? Hey, Ryan. I'm doing well. Hope you are. Yeah, yeah, good. Very good, very good. Now, we met each other... Was it on Clubhouse or was it on Instagram? I can't remember. I think it was Clubhouse. I think so. And then like we connected over on Instagram. Yep. <laughs> and, for the people, and for people who are listening and don't know what Clubhouse is, uh, it's a kind of a platform where it, it's like a social, social media platform where you just talk and enter rooms. You can either listen or you can participate or you can set your own kind of room up or club up. And the people on there, hopefully you can back me up on this, Emily, is sensational, right? The connections you make yes. is just bonkers. It's so amazing. I heard a great analogy. It's kind of like a live podcast, except you, you, know, you can't see anybody. It's just like a live podcast show, um, but you can have your guest you know, come up and talk with you. And I have absolutely loved it. It's so much better than the other platforms, I feel. And maybe because it's just new, but I really do feel like it's much more intimate. You can um, tone and infle- inflection and voice is so key to hearing someone talk and um, really getting a grip on the things that they're saying. So I've truly enjoyed it yeah and it's really authentic as well right like i really mm-hmm. find the people on extremely authentic um yes and they they really want to help and you, what what i quite like about it is that you can't post anything right and it goes away as yeah. soon as it's done so it makes yeah. everyone want to jump in and really engage because they know there's no way for them to like go back and have a replay or any of that so it's fun yeah it's perfect but it's only on ios for the people who are listening not on android yeah. as of yet uh so if you are on ios and you know of somebody who's on Clubhouse, it's invite only, uh, and then mm-hmm. just go from there. But yes, yeah, it's, it's a sensational kind of app at the moment. Really, really. It good. is. So, uh, so before we get into it, can you just, um, again, just tell people who are listening just a little bit about you, what you do, and then we'll uh, off the races with your story. Yeah. So, okay. I am a certified life coach and I also host a podcast um, called The Thought Vault. And similar to Ryan, you know, I love talking about mindset and mental health and all of that. It's just, um, it's empowering. And so um, I went through school and university. I have various degrees and I'll jump into my story in a moment when Ryan invites me to do so. But basically just I've had a lot of rediscovery in my life. And so life coaching people and helping people find their purpose and um, having confidence in what's going on in their world is something I'm extremely passionate about. And I love encouraging others in their own skills and gifts and things like that. Um, I'm married. I've been with my husband since we were in high school. So we've been together a long time. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I have a four-year-old and a three-year-old. I have toddlers right now. So um, especially with the current climate, we've just had to really like refigure out things because my husband who was gone a lot and traveled for work is now home full time working from home and the kids are like in school some and then they get, then they're out of school. So it's just been a rigmarole right now. Like I'm sure a lot of your listeners are having to walk through. So, um, yeah, that's a little bit about me and, yeah, and true. I, 
there's a lot yeah. going on. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, thanks for sharing. Yeah, yeah. I, I I can relate somewhat. I have a four year old uh, daughter okay. as well, yeah. and um, she went back to school this week only for half day. Um, right. She was going into full time school now in September. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of miss homeschooling. I must admit. Yeah. Like, I, like I was into it. We had, we had like a morning routine when I was doing seven right. to eight in the morning. And like, okay, uh-huh. we're doing kind of math. Or today we're doing English, little things. Oh, then I about do today we're doing art. She's like, we're doing art? Yeah, like, yeah we're doing art today. So <laughs> That's like, awesome. Uh, yeah, I, it was, I it was a, cool, it. a cool kind of time you could have with your kid. And now she's back in school. It is. Yeah, I can definitely say working on my mindset has been helpful because, yeah, I think this is like time we would not have. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, otherwise. So um, looking at the positive side of things, I mean, it's been such a blessing because we've got to be together as a family so much more than we, our normal schedules allowed. So it's awesome for that reason. 100%. 100% yeah. agree. Yeah, most definitely. Okay. So um, off we go, really. Just if you want to just kind of tell us how you became uh, kind of the monster beast in life coaching that you are. Off you go. <laughs> Well, I don't know if I'm a monster beast. I hope to be one day. Um, but okay, so I'll back up and just, I want to tell this story because I think a lot of people can relate to it. It kind of goes back to that purpose and um, having intention with your life. So I basically went through the mill of getting going to university, getting degrees. I have an undergraduate degree in healthcare management, and then I went on to grad school and got my MBA. So I had this, I'm very much of a goal-driven person. And I had it in my mind, like I had to get these degrees and, uh, I went for it and I, by all accounts, did it and quote unquote made it. And then I landed my corporate job after school and come to find out it was hell. And I hated it. (laughs) It was like soul sucking. Mm -hmm. Um, and it didn't fit me at all. And so I think, and I heard someone else, I used to call it my early life crisis because you hear about the midlife crisis Mm. that people have, um, in their forties or like after their kids are grown or sometime in there. Um, and I always called it my early life crisis. And I think a lot of people, uh, and I'm, I'm, I guess I would, be a millennial. So, I mean, I'm in my thirties. This feels like the millennial age range is pretty wide. So I'm in my thirties and I feel like a lot of people my age kind of had this early life crisis because we kind of, with the day and age of having all the information at our fingertips, I mean, there's nothing you can't learn. And I think we get confused by, well, what do we like? What is our, and you get just conditioned, you know, like Mm -hmm. to go through school and, Get that, and even if you don't go the school route, I think you're or college route, I should say, I think you're still conditioned like you have to get uh, you have to have some sort of schooling to be able to get any type of job. And so, even at that age, how would I know when I was pursuing my degrees really what I wanted to do for the rest of my life? Yeah, so, anyways, yeah. yeah, so it's like I went through, I got all this school debt, you know, financial <laughs> debt to go to school, and then I get my job, and it's terrible. And it got me to the place in, in life where I had the Sunday sickies. So like every Sunday, I've just felt sick. Like I, I, yeah. I can't go, like I have to fix another week of this. There's uh-huh. no way. And I would just feel so sick on Sunday knowing I had five days. And so I, find my, I found myself in this terrible negative headspace of like living for the weekend, you know, like if I could just get through the weekend, get through the week, I'll have the weekend. And that was like the only time I felt like I was living my life and it was terrible. And so I, I remember breaking down and, um, I, at the time that I got this 
position. Uh, my husband and I were engaged. And so I had that position for, I want to say about six or seven months before our wedding date. And we got married and on our honeymoon, I looked him in the face because it was like, I knew I had to go back and I would be starting work, you know, the following <laughs> Monday. And I looked him in the face, like day two of our honeymoon. And I said, I cannot, I can't work here anymore. Like, I know we just started our life, quote unquote life together. Like we had saved up until then and like had just bought a house. And so it was like, we had all this responsibility and I'm like, I have to quit this job. <laughs> like, I can't do it. It's literally killing me. That's how yeah. I felt. And, um, and really it was just an identity crisis because up until then I had like said in my mind, you know, I'm going to land this job. I'm going to have this type of career. I'm going to do this, do that. And had, had it all figured out. So I thought, and so it just felt so, so crushing to, to get to that point mm -hmm. that I had like pursued and it didn't match anything. It didn't match my heart. It didn't match what I felt like I was put on the earth to do. And so I just felt lost and confused. So I remember, so we came back and I obviously like couldn't quit right then, but I remember calling my mom and talking to her like day two of being back from my honeymoon. And I was crying on the phone and Adam is my husband. He was out of town for work. And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I can't, I can't, I can't do this job anymore. And I, you know, I just, I felt for whatever reason, like it was just, it, nothing could change. Cause that's how negative in my mind I got. It was like, this is cemented. I'm just going to live this way and feel this way about my job forever. That's how it felt. And so I remember my mom just calling or responding to me and she said, Emily, you're missing something. And I said, what? And she said, you are in control. Like you are in control. If you don't want to work at that job, you're not indentured to them. You can literally walk in and say, I quit. Like you have that power. Yes. Are you going to have to figure out things on the other side? of like earning money and paying your bills, of course. But like, you have to realize you still have the power at any point to say, I'm done, mm -hmm. I'm done. And I don't know, for whatever, hearing her say that to me was like a total light bulb moment. I'm like, you're right. Like I do have the power to just have say, I'm done. Have yeah, choice, I have yeah. a choice here. Like, I don't, I'm not, I, you know, I'm not bound by anything. I can literally walk in and say, I'm putting in my notice. And so, that gave me just this new clarity and I went to work and I felt empowered because it was like, I have like, even though I don't want to be here right now, like I can go in there and say I quit. And so it was just this mindset journey. And, um, you know, to make a long story shorter, I like, I had that. And so I was able to channel all that energy that I spent worrying and feeling defeated and feeling like a failure and feel, feeling lost and confused. I channeled that into figuring out what's my exit plan because mm -hmm. I had already, I knew like I was, I, I couldn't be there, but I didn't know exactly what the time frame was going to be or how, how I would exit, what would be, you know, where I'm going to next, because I obviously needed to make money to live and, and buy food and pay my bills. So, so for me, it just gave me this mindset that I had the ability to choose and make choices. And even if it didn't meet the expectations of myself, even, or other people, I was able to make headway at choosing something different. So I channeled all that energy into figuring out, okay, what's my, what's my next move? Cause I'm going to make one. And it just, it enlightened, it enlightened me to the power of our mind at that time. So I didn't become a life coach until like a year and a half ago. 
Um, so I've been on this journey for a decade, like figuring out exactly what I wanted to do. But what I learned then is that our mindset is truly what dictates whether we're happy. Because if I could have told myself then what I know now, it's this. Even if you don't like your job, or even if you're in a crummy relationship, or even if there's a terrible circumstance that you're having to walk through, the way that you are able to make headway or make forward progress in your life is to set your mind correctly and have correct thoughts. Because a lot of times we look to our relationships or our jobs or our titles or whatever we're doing to give us contentment and to give us our purpose and to make us feel like we're finally answering the calling on our life. But really all of that work has to be done internal. So like whatever circumstance you're in, you can make it the best life that you're living. And I think a lot of us are always just assuming that a title or a job or, or a certain way our relationship is or whatever is going to make us feel happy about our life. And it just is never going to happen because you're going to get that job. You're going to marry that person. You're going to build that life. And if you're always putting your stock in external things to make you happy and give you that contentment, you're never, ever, ever going to find it. Oh, you, and speak, so, you speak so much truth. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I just, I wish I could have known then what I know now. Yeah. Um, I definitely would have left that job regardless because it just, it didn't fit me. But I literally spent like 10 months in pure agony. I mean, just agony. I mean, it sounds silly. Like, oh my gosh, it was just a bad job. But I was working like 14 hour days. So I, I mean, I didn't even see the sunlight most times because I was getting to work before the sun rose awesome. and leaving home when it was dark and it was Monday through Friday. So I mean, it was agony for me. And um, it was just a terrible match. And I did not have a good uh, supervisor and boss. And it was just the whole thing was bad. So for me at that time, I saw no way out until my mom reminded me, like, you have the power. And that's what I encourage all your listeners to understand. Like, you have the power to make your life what you want to make it. And it has no, it has no effect on your circumstances. It really has to do how you're thinking about things yeah. and what you're choosing to make you who you are. So you, you have your own set of values. Every single person does. And so if you hold true to your values, regardless of your circumstance, you're going to feel good about your life. You're going to be able to lay your head down every single night and say, today was a good freaking day. I mean, I, I did the things that I value and, and got to be who I am and work hard at that. And it was a good day, regardless of the junk that we're having to walk through, even if it's oh, a terrible yeah. season. Oh, yeah. beautiful. Yeah. 100% Demi, 100%. Like, there's a lot, a lot to unpack. A lot, I got some things to ask you, and just yeah. some, just some points. No, just some points really to um to like really solidify like what you're saying. Mm -hmm. I, I don't yeah. know if you hear of the the. He's on YouTube. There's a guy called Sean Smith. It's like a life coach. I don't know if yes. Yeah. He I had think a, I, yeah, I think I've heard of him. Yeah, he had a story, um, very similar to what you're saying about um, it's called, about the process versus the person. Some of mm -hmm. I don't know if you ever seen this or something. He was mentioned. I just thought it it rang true, really good. It was that like he said that people focus on the process and not on the person, which means that we always look external for our happiness and for mm -hmm. the things that we want to make work in our life. And then when it doesn't work, we think, oh, well, 
why you know why didn't it work and we always look for an excuse so we try to blame someone else the problem yeah. being is is that we don't want to look internally because then we'll see um some of the truth and that could be ugly mm -hmm. truth that could be exactly. our vulnerabilities our idiosyncrasies or whatever it may be and who wants mm -hmm. to see that right, right. but you will never be true to yourself if you keep relying on the process. And his analogy was brilliant. He said, when a bird sits on a branch, do you think that it has faith in the branch that does, that's why he's up in the air? No, he doesn't trust the process, which is the branch. He trusts the person, which is himself, to fly whenever he wants. And like, right. th that was I brilliant. I love that. Yeah. That's was, a great analogy. Yeah, it was fantastic. So and I was speaking to a client the other day, um, because I'm getting into life coaching myself. And I said this to her. Yeah. And like the pennies kind of dropped a little bit with her. And I was like, yeah, you've got to look internally. Mm -hmm. I know it's ugly, but you have to start with yourself. Always got to yes. start with yourself, you know? So what you said was... Yeah, it's so true. Really round true. You talk about, um, you went off to university and you said you had to achieve, you were very goal driven. Where do you think that came from in your life? Like, were you, have you Definitely my, my parents. Okay. Well, I would say a, a lot of that came from my parents. I, I think innately my personality is very goal driven because I'm a, I'm someone who's like always trying to attach things to numbers. Like if I do it this many times, that's great. Or if I get, you know, that. Okay. So I think innately I am a little bit like that, but um, to speak to that a little bit, that's definitely a point I wanted to make. So going to university, I felt was never an option. My parents literally told me from the beginning, when you're done with high school, you're going to college. And I think part of that was because they didn't go to college. And right. that was something that they regretted. And so they put, put me into the mindset. I mean, I literally felt like I had no choice. Like, <laughs> even if I wanted to do a trade or go do something on my own, I had to go to school first. I had to go to college first. Yeah, yeah. And so I think I had a lot of stuff wrapped up in that because I was meeting, I would say I took on the expectations of my parents and made them my own. But a lot of it was their expectation of me. And so when I got that job, I think that's why it made it so hard because I was like, I'm failing. I'm failing myself. I'm failing my parents. I hate this job, you know, and I had a lot to unpack there. And so I would encourage anyone listening, if you are walking through this or you can relate to this, really unpack what what were those expectations? What are those expectations that you have or that other people may have of you that you're trying to live up to? Because it goes back to what you just said. We have to work on ourselves to live the life that we want. You're never going to please other people perfectly. Like it's just, it's never going to happen. And they're not living your life. And I always say the phrase, like, we only have so much time here and we don't know how much time we have and we can't buy more of it. So what are you wasting your time doing? You have to like really put it in perspective. Like I, this is my one freaking shot right here. One shot. Yeah. And so, um, I will say, you know, my mom's always been a big supporter of mine. And so of course she was, when she saw how traumatized I was working this job, I mean, her encouragement was, you know, quit if you want to. Right. I mean, she wasn't forcing me to be in that situation, but I definitely had a lot of that baggage wrapped up in that because I just felt like I was failing everyone, including myself. So I think we always have to adjust what are we making choices and who are we making those choices for? Mm. Like, you know, and that really helps us put into perspective what we're prioritizing. And if it's not lining up, if it's not lining up with your values, if it's not lining up with what you want to be doing, like scrap it, you Don't know, it. I mean, 
It's yeah, scary though, right? It. It's scary. It though. is very scary. Like, it's like, like when I, cause I, and they always say like, I want life on my terms. It's one of the things I always say to myself. I want life on my terms. I don't want to be mm-hmm. paid by the man. Like I'm a, I'm a right. university, I'm a university lecturer. And if, and if mm-hmm. students don't pay their fees, then I don't, you know, I, I don't get paid. Yeah. Right? So right. <laughs> I don't want to rely on my job to, 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 for me to support my family. Okay. Yeah. And then they say, you know, I watch these, you know, on courses and so on and so forth. You might have seen it. Just mm-hmm. go all in, just go all in and believe in it. But damn, yeah. that's scary, right? It's like, so scary. And I'm the same way. I like to have a safety net. I like, you know, and I, and I am also similar to you in that I've always felt that way too. I don't want to be dependent on other people. And I think that was part of my problem being in that corporate world because it was yeah. like, I'm working my my body to the bone and mind to the bone for you to live your life. Like I, and I couldn't get past that. That was like <laughs> one of my hangups is like, what the heck? This is not matching up, man. So I definitely had it in me too, that I wanted to be self-sustaining basically. Yeah. I wanted to be able to like do, do it on my own, but I'm also like that logic side of me is like, yeah, but I need to have something steady. And so, yeah, to push it all on us. I mean, it takes, it's, it's hard work. It's hard work to do that. And I think um, one thing that helps me realize, I mean, anytime you're trying to do something different than you've been doing, it's going to hurt and it's going to be painful and it's going to be challenging because change isn't easy. And our brain is very, very good. You know, our brain has three main motivators, seek pleasure, avoid pain and conserve energy. And so if you think about those three things, your mind, anytime you're trying to do something different, it's going to say right away, it's just going to say no, because it's trying to conserve energy. It doesn't want to learn to do anything else. It's going to say no, because it wants to avoid pain because immediately if you're like me, as soon as you think of doing something, you tell yourself all the reasons why it's not going to work. Like my mind doesn't, yeah, exactly. It's easier to say, what the heck? I can't commit to that. I don't have time for that. What if I'm not good at that? I'm, you know, that happens for those people, not for me. And you immediately tell your things, tell yourself all these things that are going to avoid pain, you know, and that's what your brain's made to do, which is good for us because we don't, I mean, we don't want to keep putting our hand on a hot plate when it's hot, right? Like there's a reason our brain is doing that, but it also is very challenging when we're trying to really do things and think differently in our lives. It's just, it's hard. So we have to kind of, I think, have that assumption that right away our brain's going to tell us no, but you can override that. Like oh, you, can you can tell your brain yes. <laughs> yeah, you can massively yeah. override it. I think it all comes yeah. down to get, it all comes down to how bad you want something in your life, right? Like exactly. if you really want it that bad, you just got to go and get it. And I've said this a yeah. thousand times, like I keep saying it to people, like if you really want something, regardless of circumstance, environment plays a big part. I think Mm -hmm. in some of the industries, but if you really want to go and be someone or do something, then nothing should stop you from doing it. You know, only, only, only internally, only yourself, right? It's only this, only your mind, which can be a really dark and evil place sometimes, but also it can be really beautiful if you choose it to be as well, you know? So talk about bold pearls. What's that? Bold pearls. Okay. So this is my little baby child. So in the, in the midst (laughs) of, in the midst of that and like at the start of, well, this I, bold pearls is my website for mm. those of you listening is boldpearls.com. But it was fun is it was 
founded on me being in that season. I started it as just a blog. Like it literally was just a place for me to write through what I was dealing with and just literally trying to find a community of people that were like, yeah, me too. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. I quickly found that because a lot of people my age were kind of going through the same thing. And so um, it's really built on, um, I'm a believer, I'm a Christian. And so in my prayer life, I was praying and like, just really asking God to like bring clarity to, to me and like what I needed to do. And, um, pearls kept coming to mind because pearls, uh, a natural pearl is something that is created inside of like a muscle or clam mm-hmm. or oyster. And, um, for those of you who might not know, but it basically starts as a piece of sand getting inside of a muscle or clam and it's very irritating to the clam. So the clam starts to build up this basically like calcium and stuff around the piece of sand and it hardens to to form a pearl. And so I thought, well, this is a perfect image of what I'm going through because I feel like I'm stuck in something I can't get out of. And I feel like everything around me is negative. And I felt like you know, I was just kind of being thrown around and just not finding my way. And then it just was like, but after going through that and being irritated about my life and where I was, you come out a pearl because it's through those dark seasons and through that adversity. And like you said earlier, to use the word process through the process that you can understand more about yourself and become this more beautiful thing in the world and person in the world. And so, um, and, and the bold part comes from me just really wanting to have bold faith. Like we talked to make change, you know, Mm. bold faith and being able to like feel strong about making different choices and being confident in them and being intentional about what I was doing. Because I think, um, as well, part of my story has been, there's just been a lot of death in my life with family members and some, you know, from terminal illness, some unexpected, some suicide even. And so for me, the concept of time was something that was very, um, it was a, a burden, like time in and of itself was a burden for me to carry. Cause I felt like we, it just always felt limited to me. Like there's going back to what I said earlier, like there's we don't know how much time we have here. And that was made clear to me at a young age. And so I just felt like I had to make the most of it. You know, I've got to make the most of my time. So wasting time is like the antithesis of who I am. Like, I I just don't want to waste time. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, just go after it, you know, try the things that, yeah. Yeah. It's just, I I think I I posted something today. So the greatest sacrifice of all is the sacrifice of time. Yes. You've got to, you've got to choose it wisely. And, um, to quote someone else, they said, when, when you're on your deathbed, what's the one mm-hmm. thing you wish you had more of than anything else in this world? And it's time. 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 It doesn't matter how old you lived or yeah. how long you've lived. Like, everyone I've ever spoken to says the same thing. Like, if I just had more time. And I think for me, seeing some of the people in my life pass away that... I knew just from knowing them and knowing their story, they had a lot of regrets about their life. Yeah. It just crushed me. Cause I'm just like, here they are at the end. And like, they can't do anything about it. And it just, know. you know, for me, that was just, that's another reason why I love life coaching. And I'm sure you do too. It's just helping people like oh, yeah. have those light bulb moments themselves and be like, heck yeah. Like I'm going 
to live this freaking life the best that I can and getting people to a place where they feel like they have enough, I guess, direction or encouragement or accountability to really step into the things that they want to achieve and try and do. Yeah. Accountability is massive. I was speaking to a client the other day about accountability. You know, you got to think you've got to be accountable for everything in your life, the good and the bad. So I said yes. to her, like, you just got to text me, text me when you've won at something and text me when you mm -hmm. failed at something. Cause you know, yeah. like if we go to the gym and you say, Oh, I lifted this. So I ran this today, but never nobody says, Oh, I didn't lift this. And I didn't run that. Mm -hmm. you, you know, if you're going right. to be accountable, if you're going to be accountable, you can't be accountable for things in your life. You got to be accountable for your life. Yes. You know? That is and, so true. And, and, so, and, yeah. So true. I think it's so important. I just want to touch back on what you said. And again, mm -hmm. you know, you say you lost a lot of people in your life mm -hmm. and I, you know, you know, unfortunately we all do. And a lot of people have. Yep. And um, my grandfather passed away, let me think, a year ago, maybe now. Mm -hmm. uh, he went, was yeah. well into his 90s, you know. But when wow. he passed, we just I was just considering like legacy. And one of the things um, I read was, it's quite morbid, but um, the dead open the eyes of the living. Mm -hmm. And he really yeah. kind of opened my eyes to like what I want to do in life. And, you know, um, the kind of legacy I, I want to leave for my family and leave for my daughter absolutely you know yes. kind of thing moving forward and I, I suppose i want to ask you really what what's your driving force why do you do the things that you do same reason yeah, yeah same definitely same reason because um i i saw my grandfather pass away um right the year after i got married okay. um that was one death but i've had more since then but his legacy was one of family and mm, yeah. just to see all of my father's family there, I mean, it, just the amount of love and support and just what is valued in, on my dad's side of the family is just amazing. And so for me, that is a huge part of it because you, you hear that phrase, you know, people aren't going to remember what you were wearing or where they were when they met you. They're going to remember how they feel after they've talked to you. And that's our legacy guys, because how you make someone feel and yeah. what you're like putting out into the world is exactly your legacy. And so a big driving force for me, it wasn't then because I didn't have kids, but it, now for me, it definitely is my children and building that family, um, including friends and people that I love, not just blood family, but, yeah. um, living, I, I just want to be example of all the things that I value and hopefully yeah. it, it helps other people feel inspired to, to do, do the things that drive them. Oh yeah. Most hundred percent, hundred percent. And I totally agree with what you're saying. So your, your life coaching, how's that, how's that going for you? Like how are you finding the whole process? It's fun. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. I mean, I will say I've, I have a deal with a lot of like imposter syndrome or like, oh. I'm not sure like, Am I able to do like, I don't oh. even know if I have anything to offer. It's like, even <laughs> if I'm certified in this, I still question like these things yeah. are not things that ever just, I don't think you're ever going to get to the place where you're just like, I got this right. I think we're always going to be like, we're always going to be like evolving and trying to like figure crap out because we can't predict what's going to happen to us. Right. And I think we all go through different seasons, but to answer your question, I absolutely love it. I think it's, it's just been it's a, been a great merriment of everything that I felt like I've been called to do and what God has given me as unique skills and gifts to do. It's just coming together full circle doing it. And I, and I just, I love that. So. You, are you, I don't know if you're like me, do you ever find that you kind of project 
onto like your onto my wife but onto your husband like do you ever think what you're learning and what you're studying and oh yeah my wife turns to me and says oh just shut up with this <laughs> yeah like i can't <laughs> listen to all this self-improvement anymore i'm like dude it will change your life just listen to me <laughs> yes for sure no it's not just you and i find like even when i'm talking to friends you know i have yeah. to kind of like turn it off and be like i'm a friend not a coach right now <laughs> but you yeah. know it took, it took me a while actually to you know read yeah. all the books and i was going through these things and my wife yeah. would turn to me and say i don't need this off you right now i just need you to be my husband and i'm like oh yeah, oh, yeah that's yeah. it yeah okay yeah okay. exactly so what um so you also do a podcast called the, the Thought Vault. Yes. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. And uh, how long has that been going for? So that I started this past um, in 2020 in quarantine. So oh. I had initially co-hosted another podcast with a friend um, just for one season and then decided to, I just love podcasting. It's so much fun. Yes. And so I decided to, yeah, I decided to launch my own. Um, so it's, it's, we're on season two now. And I think, I'm episode like 27 ish. So I'm still like, I feel like I'm a newbie. I'm definitely a newbie podcaster, but I love it. And, um, it's just, it's really just focused on personal development and mindset work. Yep. Yeah. Great. Great. Okay, cool. So, so before we get into the questions, what's, what's next for you? What's next for Emily? Well, you know, I really have always had a dream to have a group coaching program. So like mm -hmm. where I could offer you know, kind of like a self-paced course and then combine that with group coaching. So something like where it's a group of people that I'm sure are all focused on something similar since they would want to be in group coaching. But really, um, I just, I love one-on-one, -on -one, but I kind of have just always, I've, I'm a teacher at heart, I feel like, and okay. that's just one of my giftings. And so I, I would just love to be able to group coach. And so I'm thinking that might be on the horizon. Um, and also just i'm hoping to grow continue growing our family we have two kids now i would Beautiful. i would love more um and yeah i'm kind of leaving the rest open because i have found when i over plan <laughs> i put too many expectations on myself yeah. and then i feel like i'm failing so yeah, i just gotta cool. limit it a little bit <laughs> of course there we go yeah. oh, that's beautiful nice okay you go. Got a couple of questions for you just to kind of finish off, keep it kind of light. Thank you again for sharing uh, your story today. And thank you for being on the, on, on the episode as well. Now it means a lot because without people like yourself, I won't be able to do this. So right. uh, thank you. Well, so I'm, I feel very excited to have been asked to be on here. Oh, it's great. I, I love you. talking about things. I mean, it helps me work through my own stuff too. <laughs> no, yeah, of course. Okay. <laughs> so what, uh, yeah. So what's something people seem to misunderstand about you? probably that I'm super serious. I get okay. that a lot. Even my friends will say that. Um, but I'm not like, I love to freaking laugh and make people laugh. Um, and I'm pretty lighthearted. I'm very, I, I will say the serious note comes because I'm not just, I'm not the one that's always like the life of the party, but I do like to have fun. <laughs> yeah. You seem like you've got quite a joyous soul. I must admit, I've only been speaking you. to you for about well, half hour, but you've got a, bu you got yes. a really bubbly personality. Yeah, Thank great. you. <laughs> okay, so if you could have dinner with three people, uh, dead or alive, who would they be? Oh my gosh, that's such a good question and a hard one. Um, let's see. I would probably say, um, this is going to be tough. Let me think for a second. Yeah, but it is, yeah. I... <laughs> Uh, who would I choose? 
I would probably say one would be C.S. Lewis. He's dead, but he is a, he's written a lot of books. Um, some of y'all probably know some of his stuff, but um, Mere Christianity is a book that has just, I mean, it was such an investment to read that book because it's paid off in so many ways in my life. So I'd probably want to talk to him in person. Um, who else? Probably someone fun like, Lady Gaga or somebody like that. Okay. Um, just because I think it's cool when people are just confident in who they are and, mm -hmm. and what they say and things like that. Um, who would be another one? I would want to say someone who's like accomplished something insane, like being the first astronaut or okay, yeah. climbing Mount Everest, but I don't know their names, but I find it really cool to talk to people who have, or I love biographies of people who have like done insane things. Like for instance, I'm not sure of his name, but this is a cool story. I'll say, I'll tell you really quick. Yeah. This one guy from Africa, um, John, he wanted to escape where he was living, him and a friend. And they studied the way plane. This is a current story. Like I think it's happened within the last year honestly. Um, and they studied aerodynamics in planes in some book that they found and they strapped themselves to the outside of a commercial plane. It took off. They, he, they obviously were knocked out from the elevation at some point. And the, they had like just used ropes to strap themselves to the underside of a wing or on okay. top of the wing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he made it from Africa to London. Wow. Oh my God. An eight, it was an 18 hour flight and he woke up coming to after they landed and people, they discovered him on the plane still strapped to it. Like oh, how high was what? he? What? How high were they? Cause they must, I can't, they passed I can't out, remember right? the elevation. Yeah. They passed out and the, the other friend actually didn't make it because his, his arms loosened from the ropes and he tragically <sighs> did not make it. But this man made it. And just his story, like I only saw a clip of an interview, um, but his story is just like unbelievable. Like his body, like they, he went through the elevation, like was negative 40 degrees. Like his body should not have survived. What, like this what, is unbelievable. <laughs> what, what goes to the mind of someone to do that? I know, I know. <laughs> I, I know. Wouldn't do that. I wouldn't see talk. like that. I, that's why I would want to talk to him. It's like, just <laughs> tell me, like, what was your mindset? I mean, to have enough, like, I mean, talking about stepping out and just doing something because no. you needed, you felt like you needed to. I mean, wow. That's There's got to be something more beneficial to your life that you need to right. do other than strap yourself to a plane exterior. On exterior. I know, right? <laughs> okay. Unbelievable, just unbelievable. Yeah. Okay. Um, what's your favorite film or favorite TV show? Okay, so that one's hard for me to answer because I am a movie junkie and I like to watch TV. But one of my favorite all-time movies is Tombstone. Okay. It's a Western yeah. movie. I know Tombstone. I love Tombstone. That is probably my all-time favorite movie. Okay. <laughs> What's your favorite dish or food? Okay, so I went on this crazy journey this last year of becoming a, a trying out being a vegan, some okay. extremely health conscious person. And so just for the sheer wanting to try it and see what it did to my body, I was vegan for the last year, which was cool in quarantine because it was just, it made life a little bit more interesting than just being at home. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, I found, I discovered this really good vegan lentil 
soup and it doesn't sound that enticing, but it has like curry powder and all this crazy stuff. So it would probably be that soup because it's it's like really good. Yeah. Okay, cool. (laughs) Okay. So if you had a hundred million to spend on health tech with no red tape, what would you spend it on? On health tech? Yeah. Um, who that one, I would probably say about a hundred million. I would definitely want to put some into the research of ALS, which is, um, a disease that one of my grandfathers passed away from. It's called Lou Gehrig's disease, but it's basically where you get, um, your, your body just paralyzes. Um, and there's no way like your mind is still operating perfectly fine, but you're just like frozen in your body. Oh, that's terrible. Horrendous. Yeah. So I would probably definitely put research into that. And then, um, I would love to see like a way we could have scans like routine body scans to check things out without it being like an MRI that gives you radiation or or something. But like, if you just knew what was going on, if you could just step in and kind of see like how things are flowing and whatever, that's a cool, that would be a lot more preventative. Yeah. Yeah, That's a cool idea. (laughs) If anybody ever asked me that question, I'm going to use that answer. I like that. I always say to my wife, I need to go to doctors to get like a, like an MOT, yeah. like, you know, you go to take your car to the right. garage and you get it all checked out. I just want my yes. body checked out. I want to see what's going on under the hood. What's you going know? on? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I like that tech. Okay. Um, so <laughs> in 150 years, scientists fail to save us. And all that's left is a book about your life. What's the title of that book? Mm, I'm going to go with a kind of cliche and just say a life well lived. Nice. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> if you could turn back time and talk to your 18-year-old self, what would you tell them? To follow your heart and not your ambition, um, to check your expectations and make sure that you're following your own dreams and not someone else's. Mm, yeah, important stuff. Yeah, extremely yeah. important. <laughs> what makes you feel inspired or like your best self? Uh, what makes me feel like my best self is probably talking to other, like working with my clients, honestly. Um, but if I could couple that with, if I could couple that with, um, what would I say? Being able to just really just talk to people about their problems and try to help them work through that. I mean, it really just, I feel like that's what I was created to do. So honestly, I feel the best when I'm doing that. And that relates to like my family and my kids and helping them like have light bulb moments too. Like I love seeing them learn and be like, oh my gosh, mom, that just, you just rocked that. That helped yeah, me so yeah. much. <laughs> yeah, uh, two questions left. Um, who's the most influ- influential person in your journey or on your journey in your life? Um, I would definitely have to say my mom. She's been through a whole heck of a lot in her life and her ability to withstand and stay mentally strong has been an absolute just inspiration to my life. So definitely my mama. (laughs) And last thing, did I miss anything at all that you would like to talk about? Not really. I loved being able to just go. You just let me share stuff. And that was awesome. I enjoyed it. <laughs> That's just the nature of the story of, of the podcast. <laughs> right. actually. Yeah, just I like, love it. It's, I love it's it. a storytelling show. People just want to talk. Yeah. You just talk. Yes, just exactly. <laughs> it's all good. Well, there we are. Uh, Emily, thank you ever so much for being on tonight's episode. 
it's been a pleasure. And just trying to kind of listen to your story and um, to understand how, you know, you say, follow your dreams. Don't, for people listening, don't be stuck in a job because it can yes. kind of upset your balance, your emotional, mm-hmm. mental, physical well-being. And exactly. just stay with it. Like, st- like I'm not, not your job, I'm saying, but if you want something, yeah. just go for it and stick with it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Be, willing, be willing to face those initial uh, things that your brain tells you you can't do and tell it to bug off and you can (laughs) (laughs) so where can uh, where can people find you um probably the best place is to look me up on instagram i'm always on there and my stories and posting so you can find me at at by emily vermilion um and of course uh you can go to the blog as well boldpearls.com and that'll kind of show you around things (laughs) beautiful there we go all this guys will be in uh, in tonight's episode in the description as always uh guys if you if this episode resonates with any of you, please share. And if you like, then leave a review or just like on any uh, platform. Uh, if you want to find me, you can get me, at me on Instagram, Facebook, anywhere at all on the, on the socials. Just type in Positive Self Storyteller. Also, if you have a story of positivity and you would like to share and be on the podcast, you can just get at me at PositiveSelfStoryteller at gmail.com. Thanks again, Emily, so much for being on the show. Been an absolute Thanks, pleasure Ryan. and great to meet you now by all means. And remember, guys, if you want a new chapter in your life, just turn the page. See ya. Mm-hmm.